Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor off the back of a fantastic week for Bristol City. Six points in two very difficult games. We'll talk about the tactics. We'll talk about Sheffield United. Uh, did Lee Johnson... Poulis out Tony Poulis, if that makes sense. Uh, we'll also hear from Lee Johnson. We'll hear from Adam Webster as well and look ahead to two more huge games, Wigan and West Brom. So, Gregor, let's begin. Six points in two very difficult games. Was it the tactics? Yeah, I, th- I think it was, actually. I think, obviously... Lee's gone for three at the back and it just seems to suit a lot of the Bristol City players and seems to be bringing the best out of this team. And you've got a few players that, and this is always the case, they're playing in their right positions and at other times you maybe have to shift them out a little bit. And what I mean by that is obviously Andy Vyman's been playing a lot this season out on the right-hand side and obviously every player brings different attributes and that's not to say that it's a wrong thing to play him wide because he's so hard-working and he, and he brings goals. I mean, well, he's up to nine goals now for the season, so he certainly adds something to the team. And, uh, yeah, but now you can, you can play him centrally alongside Famer Jeju and maybe that brings the, the best out of Fam as a result. So we saw that at Sheffield United. Uh, but chiefly, yeah, the three at the back seems to be really working nicely. I thought Bailey Wright might be on the on the right of that but actually looking at the heat map from the game up at uh, Middlesbrough which we obviously will come on to he plays centrally more and uh, Thomas Callas was on the, the right obviously Callas has got experience at right back played at right back actually up at Middlesbrough for a bit didn't he ironically so uh, yeah I, I just think the um, three at the back really suits the Robins and it's probably a, a big problem for Lee Johnson in a way now because he's, he's going to have to consider using it um, a bit more often and it hasn't always worked this season, we should caveat. They did play with three at the back at home against Sheffield Wednesday earlier this season and that one didn't go to plan. So maybe it's a good one for away from home and we'll see something different at home. We'll have to see. OK, so Sheffield United then. How much character did, did the Robins have to show? So, yeah, Sheffield United, they showed bags of character. Really, really good performance there. It wasn't just... I mean, I mean, we need to separate out the two away wins because the manner was very different for both matches. At Sheffield United, they fully deserved that win. They played really well. They had more shots on target uh, by a good, a good few, more shots in general. I think Sheffield United actually had a few more shots in the box. Uh, and in the XG, XG, you know, I love obviously the expected goals stats was um, in favour of Sheffield United, but not by a huge haul. And, and that's football, basically. You have to take your chances, and Bristol City did. And, yeah, obviously I've seen a lot of fans debating uh, about Andy uh, Vyman's hat-trick, whether it's one of Bristol City's best. Um, and, it, and it must be up there. I think the last one away from home since Jet at Carlisle, somebody said to me. So that's a, a fantastic statistic. Great for Vyman. He's obviously, as I just said, he's up to nine goals flying. It's really great that City have got a couple of scorers now in their team, such as Pham and, and Vyman. And yeah, just before the Middlesbrough game, I spoke with them, a few Bristol City fans, and some of those guys were saying that they thought this was the best away performance that they'd seen for a long, long time. One, one, one person said, uh, maybe since the Manchester City away game, but for this 
last season in the Carabao Cup, but obviously for this one, they got the result. So taking all that into account, mightily impressive from the Robins, mightily impressive. And the game against Middlesbrough, what was that? What was that like? It was different, wasn't it? Yes, they had chances, but not not the same quality, maybe. Or well, actually, they did have the, the same quality, but not as many as they had at Sheffield United, and didn't have as much control in the game. Middlesbrough certainly had more of the ball, more of the territory for for large large periods, mostly the beginning and the end, to be honest. And yeah, it, it was a backs to the wall kind of gritty. Um, defensive performance. I mean, obviously Middlesbrough hit the woodwork what two or three times, <laughs> two or three blocks off the line. Uh, I remember, well, literally in the first five minutes, Bailey Wright cleared and a somber longer header that looked, from where I was sitting, it looked like that was going in all the way. Um, Max Soleri was wrong-footed and, yeah, Wright cleared it. Obviously there was the one that hit the back of Wright's head again and hit the post from Housen and then Callas clears off the line from Fletcher. So it's that kind of performance, and you need those, don't you? I mean, you're never going to... Well, no football team wins every game uh, in sort of easy fashion. and So you need these kind of wins. And yes, City got it. It was, it was fantastic. And uh, I'm not sure that they out Pulis Pulis. I don't, I don't think you could go as far as that. In fact, City, it should be said, City played some brilliant stuff on the counter-attack. They had two or three of the best moves I've seen from this season. And... Yeah, maybe Jamie Patterson should have put that one away when he was clean through and there was a great chance for, for Brownie as well, close in. So um, I haven't seen the XG stats for that game. I expect they're going to be pretty close, actually, and uh, fair play. So, uh, yeah, good. Another great result. And um, you have to say, they've got a tremendous chance now of making the top six. Um, let's just hear from Lee Johnson off the back of that game now. Delighted with the boys. Um, obviously a difficult place to come. Big respect to the to the people, the stadium, obviously the manager and, and the football team that Middlesbrough have got. And uh, I think we're a group of almost like young gunslingers, if you like, coming to a place like this. And, and we had to deal with a number of situations, but uh, had a bit of luck in the first sort of 15, 20 minutes where maybe Middlesbrough could have been one or two up. But then when we scored, I was lit bit disappointed that we didn't go in two or three nil up with the chances that we had and uh, the boys were outstanding to a man I'm so proud of them because the way they put their body on the line and uh, protected the middle of the goal with their lives and uh, and we dealt with most situations now of course Middlesbrough had some chances but at this stage of the season it's generally about the result and, and that's the most important thing and we did play our game. We broke nicely. We was in control of the ball um, on a number of occasions and, and we dampened the atmosphere, if you like, through our technique and our wriggling and our skill. Um, but obviously the main thing was the result. Um, so, yeah, Gregor, what did you make of Lee Johnson and, and the way he went about um, selection and, and things like that for those games? Obviously, he's, he's got everything right in the last two games. It's easy to say that with with the victories, obviously talking in hindsight, but he probably rightly, if we're honest, got a bit of flack for the Ipswich game. It, it's tough to get wins. We know, we know that in the Championship, but should he have thrown Marinovic into that game when he'd only been on trial for, for what, a week before, hadn't played since October, looked a bit rusty, um, stormy conditions, let's not forget as well. Ter- tough, really tough game to make your debut and maybe should have just stuck with Max. I, I can see his thinking maybe because 
Max was a little bit flappy against Leeds, but just on O'Leary, he was outstanding against Middlesbrough and, well, huge save up at the Riverside to deny Housen early on, and that really would have changed the game if, if Housen had scored there. But also, Max was superb at Sheffield United, and let's not forget, he was brilliant at Brentford. I gave him man of the match when he made his debut, league debut, earlier this season down at Brentford. I thought he was that good, and he was the same again in these last two games, and it probably begs the uh, question why Marinovic <laughs> was involved against Ipswich. Um, and probably we should mention at this point about the strange case of not having a substitute goalkeeper on the bench I, for the Borough game. I do think that is a massive gamble there by the head coach, but he's got away with it. And I suppose if you look at it on statistics and percentage when those guys are kind of needed it's not very often is it that you call, that you call upon your, your second goalkeeper so fair play to Lee Johnson he's, he's not afraid to make these big calls is he and he, he's got another one right there Okay fantastic let's hear now from Adam Webster who was brilliant and got the goal against uh, Borough So come on then tell me about the game tonight then and uh, your goal obviously <laughs> <laughs> Um, where, do, where do we start? Well, where do we start? Yeah, it was also a tough game. Um, we rode our luck at times. Um, they're a good side, um, but we could have been out of sight as well. Uh, we had some good chances. And another day, we, we scored four or five. So, um, yeah, thankfully we got the got the win. Which you're more proud of, maybe the goal or the clean sheet even, coming to a place like this? Yeah, the clean sheet. You know, we've not had one for a while. Um, at one point, we were... We thought we'd get one every game, you know, we were on fire. So it's nice to get another one and uh, hopefully we can build on that now. What's Lee Johnson done over the um, uh, international break? Because you guys have come back flying to amazing results back to back. Is it a change? <laughs> obviously, we, we changed formation for the last two games. Um, and, you know, we've, it's suited us really well. We've played really well in both games. So um, I think that's helped. And, and yeah, we had, a, we had a long time between our games. So. Um, a lot of time to recover and, and we've gone again. Nice one. And is there much in the tank, Wigan, coming up now and games sticking faster? I guess you guys have got to recover quickly and, and go again. Yeah, it's obviously a busy, really busy month. Um, we've got so many games coming up, so you've got to do everything right to, to recover as quickly as you can and, you know, be ready come Saturday. Just, just last question. How did you lose your marker so I'm not going to say easily, but so much um, for your goal because when I saw it, yeah, it looked like you were pretty free in the area. Yeah, um, maybe best not to ask. Well, the first first couple of corners I, I ran from post, and the one I scored, I changed it. We changed where we were running, so um, yeah, managed to get away from. I think it was a great ball from Jay, and luckily went in. Gregor, how good has Adam Webster been then? Webster has been absolutely amazing. He's just been so good. I mean. He was outstanding up at Middlesbrough. He's got the goal there, kept the clean sheet. I spoke to him after the game, obviously, and, yeah, we'll hear from him. And he explained that he was more proud of the clean sheet, obviously, and helping the team to the victory. But he's coming up with the goals, and you have to say, Bristol City have done some brilliant business there, haven't they? Aidan Flint's moved on. He's maybe not quite done it up at Middlesbrough. It's strange there. He's not scoring the goals that he can. Whereas City have brought in Webster, they've changed their style of play. They've got this defence that's now the third best in the league. They yeah, kept a clean sheet, obviously, against Borough. They've got the most clean sheets on the road in the league now. Full credit to Lee Johnson's done a great job there. 
completely new defence brought in and yeah Mark Ashton as well I think you've got to hand it to these guys they've done brilliant work there and um, it bodes really well going forward so a couple of big games now then Gregor what's your thoughts ahead ahead of these so now Wigan and West Brom to come it's going to be a very different game isn't it Ashton Gate we've been saying this for a while Bristol City have got to get their home form going if they can do that then then yeah anything can happen this season they just need some more goals at home. So I'm not too sure whether they'll stick with this three at the back um, formation. He might go a bit more attacking. We'll see. On the other hand, maybe the, the three at the back allows you you to get the, the likes of Hunt and De Silva who've been really instrumental the last couple of games. Get those guys going forward and uh, might create a few more chances. We expect Wigan to sit back in the old low block and yeah, it might be tough to break them down. The club really needs... The full help, I think, from the fans. We just the atmosphere at Ashton Gate could could make the difference. We, they obviously won't want it to be too nervy. Want everybody on on side and, and cheering on the team, and that could make the difference. Just a one nil win could, could. That's all you need. Just one little, well, one bit of quality and get the win, and that could be crucial. Because if they can string these wins together, then yeah, there's a fantastic chance of finishing in the top six. As for West Brom, well. Let's see how they get on against Wigan, but West Brom have got one of the um, best records in the league. I think it's only West Brom and Norwich, in fact, who have got a better record away from home this season. So that shows how tough they're going to be to play against on Tuesday night. And we all know about Rodriguez, etc., and the threats that they bring. Uh, Dwight Gale, obviously, with his pace on the break. I just, I just think at home, if City plays to their very best, and they are due some good results at home, then maybe they could have too much for for the baggies and especially if they can beat Wigan and, and get this run going and effectively if they beat Wigan what three wins in a row then they go into this game against the baggies knowing that if they could get a win there they're they're almost almost there they're almost in the, in the top six for, for sure so yeah big incentive that would be and um, they'll have a chance so Gregor you've been saying all along you're not sure you're not sure can they make the playoffs I'm going to say no and the reason I say no is only because I'm playfully going to say that last season, as I said last week, last season I went for yes, that they would make the playoffs and they didn't. So this season I'm going to say no, they're not going to make the playoffs and hopefully they will as a result. Bit of reverse psychology. So I'm going to continue not backing them to hopefully continue seeing the good results. OK, Lee Johnson spoke to the press on... Thursday afternoon, here's what he had to say. Um, well, I think the international break came at a good time for everybody. Um, you know what I mean, the, the boys work extremely hard day in, day out, plus the games. And um, I talked to people like Darren Wade, my, one of my best pals at Yeovil, and, and you don't get that in the lower leagues. And, and it can be, although the championship is relentless, I think League Two and the uh, one is sometimes harder because you don't get those international breaks and I think the, the the tweak in formation hasn't changed the way we play or the philosophy in which we play too and I think that's the again credit to the players and, and how they've adapted um, and uh, I've enjoyed watching them and I think we've been committed in our defending and uh, dangerous in our counter-attacking and our build-up play. Um, I think this is right, but I believe Bristol City are now mathematically safe in the division, but I'm sure yeah. you've got your eyes on higher prizes than that, obviously. Yeah, well, that is, a, of course, the first port of call. Do you know what I mean? If you look at the start of 
the championship season, uh, I don't know what our odds were, but I think after selling the, the two or three or three or four that we did, I think we was one of the favourites for relegation. So um, when you look at the start of a championship campaign, you can genuinely look at probably 18 clubs and say they've got a chance of getting promoted. And uh, that was no different this season. So for us to be up there competing and challenging, not just on a season-long basis, but on a game-by-game basis, um, I think is, is credit, really, to everybody at the football club. Just, um, sorry, going back to the three at the back, is, is that something we could see continued this weekend against Wigan, or, or do you think that's maybe suited more to these away games? And um, Yeah, I think the nice thing is that we can be flexible. Like, um, at times, you need to match teams up. It's all, for me, it's not about... Generally, the shape change is a defensive uh, change. So it doesn't mean that your attacking style of play changes, really. It just means that you've got sort of round pegs in round holes in when you're sat in your defensive shape. So because we work a lot on the philosophy in terms of the playing uh, style and, and the way we build and the way we get out, and, and we have really detailed rules on how, how we defend as a group, the actual formation doesn't actually change a lot apart from give the individual clarity um, of their particular job role against certain teams hence the change against Sheffield United Um, but like you see it didn't affect our attacking play at all Um, the only game I've been disappointed this season with a shape change was either my fault or the players didn't really apply it very well was the Preston game and uh, apart from that I think they've been excellent in the way they can adapt and, and roll out. So we, we've got a good squad in terms of, like, we can field an experienced team. You know, we've got nice attributes in different areas of the pitch. Um, and, like, we've got a bit of belief at the moment. So we've got to continue down that path and, and more of the same. Do you, sort of taking what you said on board there, would you agree with sort of some of the fans saying that, it looks occasionally like some of the players suit this kind of three at the back, the way sort of maybe Bailey Wright is involved, uh, Thomas Callas, because obviously Callas played at right back for a bit, didn't he, up at Middlesbrough, mm. and just having that three there maybe suits them at times, or do you... I don't, I don't nah, yeah, I think, I, I honestly think sometimes it's game-by-game game scenario, because obviously the depths of detail that we go into, your starting point is, is can you keep a consistent core, if you like, and spine? And uh, if the players are flexible enough in, in their attributes, but also their tactical nows, then, like I say, you should be able to play any formation, really. You've got to look at Man City, for example, that have like, nine of the best players in the world. They're so fluid in the way they attack, but also they can defend in various shapes. So, like I say, a lot of that is to make sure that against the opposition, you're snuffing out potential threats and, and that allowing your own players to go and play but um, yeah I've always been fine with changing formation as long as you've got the armour and you know what I mean the club's in the bag if you like and, and at the moment we have which is nice I think probably the bench we had um, on Tuesday night is a really good sign of, of our strength at the moment because it's one of the strongest benches I've put out in my time here for sure Greg, well, that was Lee Johnson. Then I know you've got a, a couple more bits for us. Um, transfers as well, you're going to be talking about? Yeah, finally, a couple of uh, little transfer bits. And basically, Sky Sports actually have been linking 
City with a, a goalkeeper, Cal Roos, who's at Derby County and in contract talks, out of contract in the summer, I believe. And yeah, Bristol City are one of a number of championship clubs linked to him. Might be worth keeping an eye on that one because I am expecting City to bring in a goalkeeper at the end of this season. Frank Fielding, we know, is out of contract. He has got that one-year clause to extend his deal. We We obviously asked Lee Johnson recently about that and the head coach wouldn't confirm either way and it... If, we, if we're reading between the lines, then it, it probably doesn't look so good for Frank at the moment. So, yeah, I'm expecting City to bring in another goalkeeper and uh, this guy might be one to keep an eye on. And I know you were keeping a close eye on um, Britta Sombolonga on uh, Tuesday evening. We all know that Bristol City were looking for a striker in January. They admitted that and they went for several targets, couldn't unfortunately bring them in. And it was interesting to see Britta Sombolonga up at Middlesbrough. I kept a close eye on him across the game because obviously City were linked very much with him, his signature in January. And we, we believe here that there is something in that. And that is a move that could be um, resurrected in the summer, depending obviously on what happens with both clubs. Something to keep an eye on there. We understand that basically... Uh, Bristol City would have liked to have brought him in. There might have been a, an £11 million deal possible, but ultimately Middlesbrough weren't interested because they couldn't either replace the Somber Longer or they didn't want to reinforce one of their main uh, rivals for a top six place. That's, that's probably wise looking at what happened the other night. And uh, yeah, it could be one that goes through in the summer instead because uh, obviously Lee Johnson, one way or another, is going to want to boost his firepower because that is probably the only weak area at the moment of, of City. And we think Asomba Longa is one that they really like. And yeah, that's a goer. Definitely one to keep an eye on. And uh, we're tipping that to possibly go through. OK, Gregor, thanks as always. Then we'll be back next week. Huge, huge game uh, ahead in terms of Wigan. And then West Brom will be back with you after those matches. Thanks for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.